It is March 26th, 2018. God, WrestleMania, less than two weeks away. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, Raj Geary with me as always, Mr. Matt Morgan and Mr. Justin Labar coming along shortly. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw tonight, man. One more Raw to go. No sign of The Undertaker. Cena laying it on very thick in the final segment of the program. We were talking about this off the air. Raj, this is not normally how they would build a major WrestleMania match, let alone what could be The Undertaker's last WrestleMania match. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird build. Um, I don't know if anyone in the chat can think of uh, the last time they waited until the final week to confirm a big WrestleMania match, but um, I can't remember. I, you know, I just think this build has just been ineffective and kind of corny uh, for Undertaker and Cena. You know, we were going through the card on Wednesday, and I'm like, man, this WrestleMania card is actually really freaking loaded. Yeah, like it's a it's a from top to bottom. It's I mean, it's a loaded show. But the it's like the build is almost taking some of the anticipation down from some of these matches. Yeah, I mean, it's really crazy when you look at it. And then just some of its I mean, happenstance. I mean, look, we'll talk about this later in the show. But I mean, Shane McMahon legitimately is going to miss WrestleMania. That is quite, quite likely. And, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's cleared, great, but now this throws a little bit of a wrench in the plan they've been building what seems like the last six months on SmackDown Live. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, I guess, you know, they're damned either way, man. You know, it's yeah. like planning ahead by no means uh, means that something is actually going to happen. Yeah, Glenn, if you see the chat on the, the left, if you could send Justin the link again, he didn't get it correctly. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's another uh, big story came out today with Shane McMahon, a legitimate uh, suffering an infection, um, uh, and then it's looking like it'd be diverticulitis. Uh, it's going to have surgery. Um, man, it's uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could do that. I don't know if you you want to have Daniel Bryan in a three way with those guys, or Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens with Sami Zayn as ref, or get another partner for Daniel Bryan, but. Um, Hey, Vince McMahon still has that black tank top somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so God, let's just start running it down, talking about what happened tonight. Uh, I'll be curious to, to get uh, Justin's take on this when he joins us as well. So we get Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like Heyman, he's mastered this art of I'm telling you you have no chance while I'm while I'm covertly putting you over at the same time. And he did that masterfully once again with Roman, but he's just done this so much. And I feel like for something that was such a cool storyline up until a week ago, they're just now turning it into beatdowns. and, oh my God, how's Roman going to overcome these odds? The same crap that didn't work to put him over all these other times. You know what? Well, I, I actually like this brawl. I, I thought it was physical. It was like just these two bulls going at it, but just, it did feel kind of like a repeat. Um, so, you know, you know what I think would have been more effective is if they went down the storyline where, you know, Lesnar, you know, is lazy and doesn't uh, only shows up when he wants. If you had like like John Cena come out or somebody come out uh, in this opening segment, challenge Lesnar to a match tonight and have Heyman say, um, sorry, uh, Brock doesn't <laughs> wrestle on Raw, you know, he yeah, doesn't. He does, and it's true. And it's still going with part of the storyline and it rubs it in the 
fans faces and the fans would have turned on Brock easily over that you know oh my god you know and I like to build on your point not only that but like I said have him show up at mania have keep him off TV until mania have him show up have him go in there and just hand Roman the belt and be like I'm done with the stupid company and then have Roman challenge him to a fight for real I think uh man Brock would be so hated to pull that shit at the biggest pay-per-view of the year yeah yeah, so I think I think that would have been way more effective than uh, than what they did here. Yeah, why are they going back to this? It was so fresh and original for by their standards, by the WWE standards, to have Roman out there talking about Brock doesn't respect you, Brock doesn't care. Um, even him getting up in Vince McMahon's face and getting suspended. But then last week, the stupid thing with the U.S. Marshals that still makes no sense. Um, makes no sense that you know, oh, he was. He's not suspended, but he wasn't there. I mean, the whole thing is just so convoluted at this point, which is a funny thing to say about professional wrestling storylines. But even by professional wrestling standards, the storyline is way more mired in just needless um, developments than it needs to be. I think they had something simple and beautiful, and now they're just stalling uh, to stretch it out till Mania. Yeah. Um, uh, creative, they just seemed a little... Uh... Uh, they just seemed kind of out to lunch today. I didn't see anything that uh, that interesting. I like the Sasha Bailey stuff. I thought that, that was, cool. was probably the best stuff on the show. I, I wow. thought the Ronda Rousey, um, the Triple H Stephanie video was good, but the rest of the show was just kind of there for being, you know, the second to the last show before Mania. Yeah, it's kind of like the idea that with all the Mania feuds, they went, okay, we've got like two or three really interesting beats, and someone went, well, we've got to fill five episodes, though, with those two or three interesting beats, and they're like, oh, whatever, it'll figure itself out. Just, yeah. uh, you know, we'll make it yeah. work. Because every story has had some good buildup, has had some good developments, but I mean, maybe, is that asking too much? I mean, they've got, how, how many people are on the WWE writing staff for Monday Night Raw, would you guesstimate? Uh, probably like 30. 30 people, okay, so they've got to do... Let's just cut it in half and save those 14 planned matches. Let's say they've got to build seven storylines on Monday Night Raw. 30 people can't come up with each week, divvying up into that, teams. It, not just that, it was just running in place. With Cena, it was pretty much the same angle. Um, you know, with Lesnar and 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 and, and Reigns, it was kind of the same thing as last week. So um, yeah, it's just uh just running in place. No, no real forward movement with anything except for again sasha and bailey who aren't in a match uh, you know i mean who are they're in the the battle royal but not in a singles match and then what do you mean justin hey justin hello so we're just uh here complaining about raw tonight especially that opening um what, what did you think what do you think of how they're stretching this out now with roman and brock i enjoyed tonight's segment i like you know, it, it was violent. It was physical. Uh, you know, we finally got the two of them. You know, I like I like the last two weeks of them. It, it's tough because there's no real swerve or surprise to this. It, it it's the match that we've been hearing about for a year. It's the match we're getting. Obviously, they did the whole stall of you know Brock not showing up, which I think had a nice element to it of, of painting him as the arrogant you know asshole basically. And if he is leaving WWE, let's let's portray him as as negatively as possible. Um, you know, I, I, I liked it. It was a, it was a suitable start to the show. Um, but at this point I'm ready just to get to the match and just tell me what's, you know, let me, let me see what's going to happen. Is it, is it a surprise? Is, is Roman not going to win? I just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the match. I don't want any more build. I don't know. I feel the way about almost everything at Mania at yeah. this point. I feel like they would have been better this week, do the recaps this week and next week, put the cherry on top going into Mania 
um, if they didn't have anything. And it's just amazing to me such a large creative team couldn't come up with a way to take this to another level tonight. Um, second match, so Nia Jax. Uh, real quick, Glenn, yeah. um, Matt's saying he didn't get the link either. I'll send Matt the link again for a third time. Te text, right? Uh, I do not text it to him. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, then I got to get it on my phone somehow. Yeah, Glenn, for some, <laughs> yeah, Glenn, <laughs> you get this. For some right. reason, you got yeah, it? Yeah, for some reason I, I didn't get your email. I got Roger's email. I couldn't get it. Oh, you know, I didn't send it in an email. I sent the invite system. Guys, you're learning a lot about how we produce this podcast here. It's by the grace of Google Hangouts. Yeah, no, yeah, you gotta to do, do direct email uh, or text. So yeah, see Roger uh, only does this this off week, yada yada yada. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna send those. You two talk amongst yourselves uh, right. about how excited you were to see Nia Jax versus Mickey James tonight. Real quick, Justin, to your point, I was saying the same thing with uh, Lesnar and Roman. I, I, I like the physicality. Uh, these guys look like they don't hold back at all. I mean, it's like 100%. And uh, the only thing I didn't like was how much of a repeat it seemed like last week. And I was saying how it would have been cool is if you had someone come out to challenge Lesnar to a match that tonight and then Heyman say, you know, say something about how you know Brock doesn't wrestle on Raw. He doesn't wrestle on free TV. You know, And that would have turned the crowd against him keep going with that angle that he you know is not given a hundred percent or whatever doesn't care about the fans and uh and whatnot but yeah that and that would have continued the theme of what they've been doing again you know really uh we're really playing up Brock it's just you know all the stereotypes rightly or wrongly that we hear about of how you know he's a you know he's a part-timer he doesn't doesn't like to travel. He doesn't like to do this. Doesn't like to do that. That that would have played up having somebody Trump come and challenge him for a match and him not doing it. I, I agree. Um, you know, I, I I think I give this match. I give this whole build credit that they've not shied away from trying to pull. You know the the realism. They've not tried to you know get the internet talking by you know using the things that are talked about on the internet. It's just again, this match has basically been in existence for. This past for the most part of this past year, and again, we've already saw it. What in Mania Thirty One? So it's it's just not fresh. So that's an uphill challenge for them to make it, you know, to to make it, you know, compelling. Yeah. So basically, what happened? Lesnar out with Heyman. Um, they cut a promo. So they said that Reigns isn't going to be here. Uh, they said his uh, suspension was lifted. They never really said why, but so that's the end of that. Um, Reigns comes through the crowd, hops the barrier. Uh, they start brawling. Reigns gets the better of Brock for a little bit, but then Lesnar takes control uh, and starts beating the hell out of him with uh, steel chairs. And that, that was kind of it. He and, and let me just say, I, I, I complained about this on social media last week. I complained about it again. I just hate the... I mean, I know this week it was lifted, and last week it, he was suspended. Come out in street clothes. Stop yes. coming out in your <laughs> wrestling gear. Yes. You didn't... You, you were not just across the street at the Winking Lizard in Cleveland. Shout out to the Winking Lizard. You were not just at the bar. <laughs> you were not just uh, walking to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in your SWAT gear. Come in wearing some, wear, you know, wear some tennis shoes or some boots. Wear just stuff that normal people wear. It's the littlest things, but, but don't wear your ring gear. Wrestling is the only business where somebody gets away wearing their own merch this much if, if it was a guy in a but can you imagine if drake was rocking drake t-shirts 
all the time. Uh, I mean, it's like it's you don't see Bill Gates all the time in a Microsoft hoodie. Um, you know, essentially, it's Mike Love from the Beach Boys and every professional wrestler are the only people that constantly wear their own merch. If it was okay, we have to sell the Roman Reigns T-shirt. Then let him wear a shirt with, with a jacket jeans, or something with, yeah. with a leather jacket, jeans, some 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 whatever shoes he likes to wear. But when he walks out in the wrestling boots and everything, he had everything except for his his bowling wrist glove or wrist guard, whatever the hell he wears. I mean, just just the littlest things. It is the little things that make make a difference. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing like his own limited edition suspended merchandise, like suspended stamped over it, and they weren't selling that at concessions. Don't give him ideas. Yeah, seriously. Um, Such a weak opening. Uh, Update, I have texted the link to Mr. Matt Morgan, and I've sent it via email. Just letting everyone know. He'll be on when he can. Um, so we went from that. Nia Jax, Mickey James. This was a great chance for Nia to really establish her dominance. This match went on way too long. Um, yeah, but, you know, at the same time, Nia was over. This face turn Absolutely. is working. The crowd the crowd was into her. Um, so... It, it was too long. It, you know, again, when, when they go two segments for a match where it's obvious what's happening, that's way too long. But, um, but you know, the stuff of the storyline with Nia is working. Hey, Matt, we're talking about uh, Nia and Alexa Bliss. But to back up uh, one second, just to get the final word for Matt, Matt, what did you think of Brock and Roman tonight, this development? This development, I thought it was the same as last week. What I missed. <laughs> that's what we're saying. That's what we were looking for. <laughs> um, yep. It's, it's, but we just, had 10 minutes on that, so yeah, you didn't miss much. Um, so yeah, Naya and Mickey, do you think this should have been shorter? Do you think this was good? How do you think this worked tonight to reestablish Naya as the irresistible force going into Mania? Okay, because in any other setting, I like her matches to be super quick. Mickey James is a future Hall of Famer, um, lends credibility as a really good opponent, even though she's being booked differently at the moment, you know. So she gets a big, she gets a good win over a big name star. Yeah. Mm. But, but I do not feel wrestled. Let me be very clear about one thing. This whole show sucked. And I don't feel, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that excitement for WrestleMania um, that I normally have like a month out before Mania every single year, except this year. Minus yeah. Daniel Bryan. In you know, you know what's funny? Because uh, Glenn, was this off the air? Or did we say it once we went on the air? But I was saying how loaded this WrestleMania card is, and just reading it will get you excited about it. But yeah, then absolutely. the buildup kind of does the opposite and takes away from that excitement. I kind of wish I'd stopped paper, watching. It's an awesome card. I kind of wish I'd stopped watching all WWE programming two weeks ago. I'd be so yeah. stoked for WrestleMania. Yeah. All jokes aside, all jokes aside, you guys are exactly right. I feel the same way. If they just did video packages, yeah. yes, we'd be good. You know, if all they did, you know, when Cena called out The Undertaker the first time, the following week they said, take her, accept it, and that's it. And then you do yeah. video packages <laughs> from there on out. That would have been way better than what they're doing right here. But, this, is uh, com- this is comical. My wife was laughing at the end of Raw. <laughs> on yeah, paper- yeah, that was so, just such a waste of time. Oh, that was such an awkward segment. On paper, this is one of the most, like when we look back at it in like 10 years from now and you look at the names that are on this card, this is one of the most stacked WrestleManias. I think another. I think. I think. Uh, in addition to the, you know, the problems with the build that we're talking about is also we know there's no exclusivity. This is going to be a show that's going to go five, six, seven hours. So it doesn't feel like it's a show that has the best of the best. I feel like it, it feels like it's a show that has just everybody that's that can walk down a ramp. 
Well, it does and it doesn't. And anyone that has an actual match, you, you would say deserves one. There's not a real match that I could think of that just seems like uh, cruiserweights. <laughs> yeah, two hundred five live people are really digging it lately. I like the show, but good. You, you yeah. see it. You saw the cruiserweight, and we'll get to that. But the crowd is still dead for the cruiserweight segment. You know. I mean, honestly, maybe that would be better at takeover. And, and, and can I just say one thing really quick? Is um, Listen, I think you say how this is the most stacked mania card in years. I think a lot of that is a heavy lifting being done by the women. Let me be clear mm-hmm. about that on this particular card. The men's, yes, Undertaker versus Cena in any year would be, is, is just gigantic. It's legendary. You're right. Um, Roman versus Brock. I've seen this before. Um, who else? I mean, I mean, AJ versus, yeah, you know, um, you know uh, uh, what do you call it? Nakamura. Again. That's that, that's going to be great. That's going to be my favorite match. Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan. With partner to be determined now that Shane McMahon is likely going to miss Mania. But come on, WrestleMania 20. I remember Kurt and Eddie like wrestling like with like six matches left on the card or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's the the most stacked ever. I'm just saying it's very stacked. It's you know top to bottom. The the match I'm least excited for is the U.S. title match, and that's got a mm. legend in Randy Orton and and Bobby Roode, who was top guy in NXT last year, and really going down the card. That's probably the one that I'm least excited about. Everything else, uh, you know, I'm I'm super stoked yeah. for as a match. But the build, you know, AJ and Nakamura, same thing. The build has just been totally lackluster. Yeah, um, so I will say this tonight, I liked this video package showing Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's training for WrestleMania. I like that this was just pure authority heel, even talking about they're going to beat her, put her in her place, then repackage her, yeah. and she uh, understands the rules of, of uh, the WWE. Very good job. Great package, video package. Yeah, this was my probably my... Probably my third favorite thing on the show. I like I like the opening brawl with uh, Reigns and Lesnar, even though I think that segment could have been done way better at diff- at, by at least changing it from what last week was. But I thought this uh, I thought this package was really good. I thought Triple H was fantastic in it. Uh, Stephanie knows her role, you know, with what to say and how to say it. So it'll uh, it was good. Yeah, they they played the heels real well, uh, as you know. Glenn just said, you know, the use of saying repackaging, uh, you know, an insider kind of term of booking <laughs> was well done. Even to the littlest things of like, uh, it looked like they did the interview there at the performance center, and they showed training at the performance center. Triple H wearing an NXT, you know, zip up. So that's kind of like you know acknowledging him as the real life executive who's you know oversees NXT. So they did a good job blurring the real life lines, but then being over the top bad guys and you know and, and here's what we're going to do to the great ronda rousey i thought this that this that really was a shining moment especially in comparison to ronda's segment later which we'll get to yeah, yeah. i did enjoy what triple h say kurt angle is an idiot <laughs> just, <laughs> just flat out the way i had to bring up how we always beat kurt back when, when of course they- he did of course he did <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so that was cool. I like that tonight. But I wish tonight had been all that. I wish tonight had been all video packages, interviews getting in the head of each competitor. Um, I mean, would have sucked for the live crowd. They could have put on a great house show, though, in Cleveland. I'm sure they would have been thrilled. Um, so we had Cedric Alexander, the Cruiserweights, for the first time in what? This is like first time in two months. Since Cedric, Triple H took over. Yeah, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali versus TJP and Drew Gulak. So... My question with this is not so much was the match good or not, but do you think this was good to build 
or renew interest in 205 Live? How can you argue with, put it, with, with, with putting them on, on Raw on their flagship show is not good to get people interested in it and, and, and getting advertisement for it, if you will, all right? As mm-hmm. far as mechanic, mechanically speaking, yes, good idea. Unfortunately, it was like we were watching a dark match in the middle of the fucking show. Excuse my language. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apologize to the listeners, seriously. Um, and it's what it felt like to me. A dark match, I, I didn't care about it. It's not because they're short, small, little guys, and I'm some big guy, and I only like big guys. I don't want to hear that crap from my favorite wrestler. AJ's my second favorite. So I generally like the smaller wrestlers. So I want to hear that as the excuse. I'm not into the cruiserweights on this show, no matter what they do with them at this point. Yeah, it, a couple of people bringing up how Naya said bitch at the end of that segment. With the weird, almost, awkward, said, almost dropped the F-bomb a couple times. <laughs> yeah, they tried to bleep that. Uh, I asked um, on Twitter, the last time they had a woman use that to refer to another woman was the buildup last year with Marisa Nikki Bella. So it's interesting. They like Vince seems to love to throw that around as the ultimate insult a man can call another man, but they've actually had great care to not overuse that in the women's division. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, back to back yeah. to this uh, back to this cruiserweight match. Yeah, it just felt like uh, it, it felt like where it was two two months ago and six months ago. Uh, you know, Matt, your but point. With no characters, no storyline. Right. I mean, to Matt's point, where he said, in theory, this should be. Uh, a, a good ad to watch the show, but when you watch a match and no one's into it and it's dead, that doesn't make you want to watch the show, right? I mean, you watch this and you're like, I don't want to watch 205 Live. It seems like a dead show. And, and this match was really nothing special. The stuff they've been doing on 205 Live the last month and a half has been awesome. And this was just kind of back to back to where they were without the purple ropes. <laughs> yep. Your thoughts, Justin? Uh, no, I agree. I, you know, I agree with Matt's point that, in theory, yes, putting them on Raw is the right step to build them, but it came off so flat. I mean, and this is a match that ended with a, you know, what do they call it, an 054, a reverse 450. You know, so, I mean, it wasn't like the guys didn't try or didn't try to pull out something, you know, fun to see that only them, the Cruiserweights, can do. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're tuning in as a somewhat casual fan, which this is the, this is the most prevalent time for WWE to have, you know, casual onlookers is when you're coming up on WrestleMania, you're watching this and you're like, nobody's making any noise. Nobody cares. Like, yeah, I like, okay, so I don't care about this match at WrestleMania. You know, it's almost like you would have better off not showing them on Raw, just showing again, theme of our conversation, a video package. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yep. then ha- and then having somebody go, oh, that 90 seconds of those guys in the video package is pretty yeah. good. I'm going to see them in WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you did just a, a 90 second recap of last week's show, and just saying, this is what's on tomorrow night, you know, yeah. and that would have been way more effective. And can we all agree that because, you know, they, they do so, they do so many cool moves and athletic uh, maneuvers in the ring um, that uh, what a great type of match to use and, and utilize a video package for it. That would create right. automatic automatic excitement. Exactly. Add some cool music, pipe in some crowd chants, you know, because yeah. the, the yeah. crowds aren't that loud for it. But uh, pipe some stuff and and yeah, that would be awesome. That would be a way more effective way for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, here you got two guys that are going to WrestleMania that are, uh, you know, Cedric Alexander Mustafa Ali teamed up against TJP and Drew Gulak. They got the win mm-hmm. uh, and uh, no one cared. And, you know, this is a <laughs> this is a spot that's going to there's a bunch of guys that are super over that are not 
on the card, or at least they're in the battle royal. You know, Matt Hardy is in yeah. the battle royal. So, but you know, speaking of Matt Hardy, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but last week they did something really interesting that is a precedent, at least a recent precedent for the WWE. Ultimate Deletion wasn't shown to the audience there. They put on house show dark matches for the live crowd while they showed huh? something. The yeah. Ultimate Deletion last week wasn't shown to the live audience of Raw. Huh. Right. They got to see Braun versus Elias and some other dark matches. So they need, when they're trying to do this more televised storytelling and for WrestleMania, oh my God, you should be doing TV storytelling. They proved last week they can treat the, house, the, the live audience element separate Diff. from the TV element. Yeah. Yeah, they could do two things at once. Yeah. Why not do that yeah. tonight? That would have been so much more effective. And I'm hoping I, I'm telling you, this this Rousey, I mean the Triple H Stephanie promo was better than probably what they would have come up with had they been there, you know? No was, question. Yeah. I mean, it's a TV show. This is a uh company of the no profit most profitable time ever. They're trying to renegotiate their TV rights. Why not put their best foot forward instead of trying to serve two very different audiences? Because I get it. Everyone there in Cleveland wants to see their favorites wrestle. But on TV, it was just running in place yeah. tonight. And that's a momentum killer for the biggest show of the year. Um, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali won that match, by the way. After that, speaking of kind of a replay, but there was a different development. We had Ms. TV. Seth Rollins came out. Uh, of course, it devolved into chaos. Finn Balor coming out as well. But they heavily teased that the Miz Taraj and the Miz were going to break up during this match, only for them to reconcile at the mm -hmm. end. So it was a little bit of a swerve, or maybe mm -hmm. laying the seeds for uh, something more. Axel got pissed off because uh, and the Miz was talking about he's going to be a better inter intercontinental champion, better than Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, or Kurt so Hennig. Perfect. I, yeah. like, I like that, that line. Yeah, so uh, yeah, actually gets pissed off because of that. Bo was uh, called him was a wannabe or a, a fake A-lister, you know. Yeah, I mean that was good, but to just have him sort of wrap it up at the end, inside with each other, then the club comes out. I mean, this was just a cluster. Um, the, the only one to get over in this segment, in my opinion, was Bo Dallas. Yeah, Go back yeah. and watch it again. Bo he Dallas got the crowd behind him for a minute there. You know what? I was actually more interested in the segment until Seth came out and, and, and you know, Finn came out. Same and here. this was, that's your WrestleMania match. The Miz, Taraj, yes. and Miz is, you know, is not. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they should have become the Seth Taraj for a week and then the <laughs> Finn Taraj. I think they yeah. should have just saved that storyline <laughs> for later. It was entertaining. I thought, the, I thought Bo Dallas was great. Uh, you, you wanted to see uh, him punch out the Miz, and you almost wanted to see Bo Dallas in the Miz, as weird as that is to oh, say. That's the mania moment. This is going to be like Sandow turning on the Miz. I mean, right? Well, then, didn't they do this before where they teased Ascension, mm. but it was a swerve? And, Not like this. And, well, every, every group villain, uh, every villain group has done this. So, I mean, yes. yes. Jericho and Owens did it a thousand times before they finally actually did it. Um, but, but uh, yeah. Bo Dallas, before they're ready to, to, to repackage him or do whatever they do with him and put him on his own one day, he's got to get rid of that damn glove. It's the worst. <laughs> and he's got to get rid of his uh, rhino wrestling gear and come up with something a little more, uh, yeah, yep. you know, something better. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we had a Kane promo backstage, most notable for the fact no text on the screen. I think they've done away with it. I, knock on wood. I don't want to, you know, count oh, the chickens. Yeah. But uh, it, it, there were no words on SmackDown either, except for, you know, the main, uh, not the main event, uh, a mixed match challenge promo. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be uh, guys, I'll be surprised heading into Mania that they go 
even SmackDown will go back to those words for the next two weeks. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. I think maybe they. I don't think I, they will. I, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily listening to the fans, but I think that uh, the fans making fun of it might may have helped. Um, kill that, well, Justin. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I, I've been <laughs> I've been in the minority. <laughs> I, I, I've said like, uh, you know, I, I get the criticism, but I've also said like it's kind of relevant to the times. Like, again, you can't go on, you can't go on Facebook and not see a video without words. Everybody's into things like it, it, it's, it's ridiculous that we all have to have closed caption now, but I just kind of figured, you know, it was something new. Um, you know, do I love it? No, but did I hate it? No, I just kind of figured it was them trying to always kind of keep up with the curves. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I and, 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 and try something new. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows what this could lead to a cooler idea. Down because, the road, you know? because, Who because, knows? you know, okay. We're okay. Words on the screen, okay, maybe not that cool, but I, I'm a big fan of the talent shooting their own promos because that is what is relevant now. Everybody shoots selfies. Everybody shoots things from the phones. So it would be, my, you know, it makes sorry, sense sorry. to do. Mine is Braun Strowman, but I agree with that. Yeah, but it, it's got to be in context because well, mainly you know, men don't film you well, know, selfie promos. King <laughs> was not on cell phones tonight, though. That was a camera yeah. shot. Well, yeah, and exactly. And, and, and Matt, look, I get your point, and I'm, I think I've said it on this podcast enough. I'm, in, I'm the biggest Braun Strowman fan, yeah. but the fact that they're even kind of humanizing him by letting him be in this mixed match challenge and having, <laughs> you know, with this, having this stuff with Alexa, you know, he, he's, he, he, he's not exempt from filming a selfie. Undertaker, <laughs> Undertaker, Kane. I mean, if I see Undertaker with a selfie with his iPhone, they yeah, be, I don't think they should be doing that with Braun either. And I don't oh, think next week, me with please. Alexa Bliss. Please let, like, on the Tron, John Cena calls him out, and then there's Taker on his phone. Going, no, no, John Cena. That's what we were saying last no, week, no, right? No, 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 it'll be Michelle McCool filming Taker on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. tweets his response to the WrestleMania challenge, opens a Twitter account. All right. Man, um, Asuka versus Jamie Frost, straight Asuka squash. Uh, probably they haven't done one of these one-hit – one kick served its purpose. Yeah, yeah that's all I should have been. Uh, but uh, Justin, uh, what was the identity? The the wrestler again? What was her name? Jamie yeah. Frost. Who yeah, was it really? she's here, she's she's from here in Pittsburgh. She works with me and us at IWC Wrestling. Um, she works under the name Ellie Fredericks. Uh, that, this so th- that was an legit shoot. She has not actually had a first match. She has worked as a valet. She has been doing really? some training. She has never actually had a bell-to-bell match. So that was a shoot. Well, she, uh, I mean, good for her. That's great. She, she was. She her. was. There, she was there. Her. 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 Her real-life boyfriend, who is trained and who also does work here in Pittsburgh, uh, Shane. In your face. He's also a former MMA competitor. They just went out to LA and did the New Japan Dojo stuff, and then they were. Shane has done extra work before. They went to Cleveland as extras, and I guess that they needed a woman. They liked her, they, they, they liked her look as well and picked her out. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Congratulations to her. What a great time to have a first match, Monday Night Raw, and what a, against one of the best females. All that said, you're two weeks out for Mania. You do not put her in the, in the ring with someone with no experience. You don't know what could happen. So why, Matt, the hell, why the hell is she on Raw anyway right now? Well, but can I just say something really quick? Really quick to put her over because this is how I really felt watching this. Before her promo, before she opened her mouth and spoke, her facials, her body language showed confidence. I liked her confidence yeah. out there. 
Oh, and by the way, I don't mean Jamie. I'm saying, why the hell is Asuka on Raw? She's facing the SmackDown Women's Champion. She yeah. should be on SmackDown. Only SmackDown going into Mania. Have her do squash matches on SmackDown. But based upon it makes no sense that she's on Raw right now. Based upon what I've heard internally, I, I don't. I think it was a little bit of a somewhat of a last minute decision. I don't know how last minute it can be. You know, when you play Raw. But I think the whole having Oscar have a match was that wasn't the plan a week out ago. I think it kind of developed somewhat late. But to, but to Matt's point of saying this is two weeks out, I wanted to say this earlier. And I'll just say this now to what we're talking about with Reigns and Lesnar, to what we're talking about with basically most of these stories. For years, I've said this on Chair Shot Reality, and Matt, you could speak most intelligently to this, having been with the company. I've always said because the Mania build is so long, because there is so many weeks, basically from Rumble to Mania. I've always said. Two weeks out for Mania is the most hit or miss week in the build for this reason. Because as the writers, the writers work backwards. They know what they want mm-hmm. for the go. They know what they want for the go home show. They know where they want to be. But sure. the week, the week before, that's where it gets to be iffy because they might have already burned all their material before then, and then they have to basically use this week as like a basically it's a fluff week until we get like they know what they want for Cena Taker next week for the go home. It'll probably be some kind of a Taker. You know, spooky appearance, but they—it's almost like that. Two weeks out, that's always the it's, the hit it's, or miss week. It's the the bathroom break week, like uh, when you have the match before the main event. You know, it's either just... it's either the bathroom break week or a storyline has gotten behind to where they cram a whole bunch of stuff and it ends up being a a, a mega night. Well, but that, I don't with, know, guys. With any other pay per view, I would say yeah, I agree with that. But Mania, guys, this is like week, not weeks, months. Well in advance. We, I know we don't give them credit for booking things backwards generally because I know that's, that's the way you're supposed to do it. They generally are guilty of not doing it that way. Um, but with Mania, no question did they, book, did, did they have this all set up, book backwards from there. And these are all – these are the last five or six weeks, I would say, mm-hmm. for the most part, were concrete. For the most part. I'm not mm-hmm. saying every match. Um, but enough to have better than what we saw tonight. Usually the second week before Mania, guys, is promo heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. And then uh, we got Matt Hardy, Woken Matt Hardy, um, mm-hmm. doing his proclamation about the Andre. And uh, it's interesting they called in so much Cole and Graves and their opinions about the ultimate deletion. You know, we, you know, I, uh, Justin, yeah. did you like ultimate deletion? I did, yeah. So me and Matt didn't. Glenn, you yeah. seemed. Uh, I thought it was kind of just an imitation of the final deletion. It, not as good. Not as yeah. Original. I just, I just felt like it, the final deletion had a lot of humor, and I, I, I didn't care for the humor in this one uh, and the cameos and stuff that they didn't really have except for Jeff Hardy. But anyway, uh, a lot of people liked it. Like it got a, a good response online. Good. Um, I, I was hoping they'd you know, kind of follow up on it more. They said Bray was deleted. There, I felt like there was something you could have done with that here. Like, you put that in a spot. A lot of people were talking about that match. And then just to have him, you know, put himself in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, I just feel like there's – I felt like you could have done a little more. I don't know what – Jeff Hardy the, was there tonight. He was backstage. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you think the story goes long, like, after Mania picks back up with Bray <sighs> reincarnated? They had him hugging Matt at a house show, so I'm assuming the angle is going to be the what? Matt saved him, you know, saved. They had his- him hugging. I know Matt came out and they brawled uh, at house shows this past weekend. I saw a still uh, of them hugging. 
of uh, that's what at least what it looked like to me. I, I think it might have been Bray trying to go for his uh, sister Abigail or something because oh, uh, I, I, there's video on our there's video on our YouTube channel of yeah uh, Matt coming out saying Bray needs to change and that's kind of the angle they've been doing all weekend. <laughs> so it <laughs> looks like, like they're friend? repackaging Bray, um, but you know WWE so many times you think that's what they're doing and then they just come back as themselves and nothing really changes. But I just I hope the Bray stuff is done unless. Bray joins Matt's side and they, they figure out something with him there. Right. But I'm done with the feud. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, fans seemed to really like it last week. I mean, it was different. I see my thing about all of this is it's a lot cooler to think about and talk about kind of how crazy it is and how weird it is and how like stupid, but brilliant. Some of it is, I think it's a lot cooler to talk about that than when you're actually watching it. You know, there's like a difference. Um, I think part I, of me, I was just such a fan of the TNA ones, and I just thought they did it better that I was disappointed last week. But. Well, and, and I, think the, I think the majority of the people that liked it for the most part last week maybe didn't see the TNA version, yeah. so this was fresh to them. Yeah, really? I agree. Yeah, I, think, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree. I'm sure. I, think, I think the TNA version, the original version, was better than this. Mm-hmm. But trying to look at this fresh, I did think it was, you know, it was unique. We don't see it on Raw every week. Uh, I did think it was a little bit long. I think it was maybe, let's just say, three or four minutes too long. Uh, but it is what it is, and I do think, Raj, to what you said, I think this does continue, and I think it's going to be Matt, Matt leading Bray and Brother Nero, and that's going to be their way of trying to get Bray over and repackage, just put him as a babyface with a guy and Matt who's, for the most part, over. Yeah. Gives him something because Bray needs something. His character's yeah. just been kind of dead in the water for a while. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. So they're hanging out by the lockers, as people mm-hmm. often do, mm-hmm. having a talk uh, that escalated quickly into a backstage <laughs> brawl between the two. Um, it looks like they're going to be in the women's memorial battle or the women's uh, battle royal at WrestleMania. Yeah, they already mm-hmm. announced Sasha for it, and then Bailey said she was going to be in too. Yeah, so this is the centerpiece feud. Uh, whether one of them wins it or not, I think this is going to get the most attention. They, I, I still hope that they have a singles match. You know what I mean? To throw it away in a battle royal is frustrating for me. I don't think they throw it away. I think that is the big angle. I don't know if this necessarily. What do you was. mean? There's thirty other thirty women in there. What do you mean? Well, it comes down to the two of them, right? And then Sasha, that's, Sasha that's, gets thrown yeah. out and beats the living holy hell out of Bailey after that. Or, but know, it's just throwing somebody. It's listen. It's just throwing somebody over the top rope. Nobody's tapping out. Nobody's taking a pinfall. There's a major difference oh, in, for Na- sure. in Nakamura shit tossing Roman Reigns over the top rope at Royal Rumble versus making him tap out and lose a match. No, for sure. I'm not saying that that's going to be the end the of the feud. Breaker? Okay. I'm saying it's the start. And then yeah. they go from there and cool. they feud all summer. Yes. You know what I mean? Great. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, Matt, I mean, you, again, we have so much stuff on Mania. 14 save, matches. Save, save this. Put them. Right, save this one-on-one for the pay-per-view after Mania. you got to fill that pay-per-view up. So, And I thought this segment was really good. I thought it started off kind it of was. weak, and then it just built and built, and by the end, I thought it was great. Yeah. It, now, let me ask you this. Do you guys find yourselves I, – I find myself doing this. When there's people I privately like root for you know, in the business mm-hmm. that I want to see do well or people I think can be doing so much more, they don't get their opportunity. Now, here's their opportunity – and I kind of give them a little bit more credit than the, the segment or angle made. Is Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton is a great example. You guys aren't thrilled with that. I am as a friend of Bobby. I'm excited for him. Oh, absolutely. So I can't, yeah. wa- 
I can't judge that any longer. I've told you guys this last week, fairly, right? As a, as a, whatever you call me on this show, pundit, whatever, <laughs> watcher of Raw, um, <laughs> expert, expert. There you go. You know what I mean? So, so, so I always recuse myself from that going forward. But like, I'm finding myself doing it with these two because character wise, I love both of them. I, I'm fans of both. Mm-hmm. And they've been both treated so piss poorly with how they've been booked over the last year and change versus what we watched in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm finding myself like rooting for them to do well. So anything they do that's kind of good, I'm like, oh, that was great. So like, I'm wondering, <laughs> do right. you guys find yourselves doing that with any talents or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I do that all the time. <clears throat> I feel like when there's. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I I see your point and I see why you're bringing it up here because I, I, do you mean like this segment as well? Like kind of wanting it to be more than it was in, in a sense. It was good. It was good. But like I'm comparing it to how badly they booked them yeah. versus yeah. what I, we've seen them do. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll admit that I want the Woken Matt Hardy stuff to work. So Me too. I, like, I'm, I'm really trying to give it as many breaks as I can. You know, I'll admit that. Do you think all fans are like this? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a handful of wrestlers that they absolutely mark out for, that they feel invested in. And, I mean, we talked about on the SmackDown podcast. I don't remember if you were on that episode, Matt, if it was before you joined us weekly. But I was saying that, you know, as as the biggest Sami Zayn fan in the world, there's too much Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on SmackDown Live. You know, so Mm -hmm. I think it goes both ways. I think we're maybe more critical sometimes and at the same way we're also more forgiving um depending on the the way that they're taking it but i think that's part of fandom man is i think that there's stuff that you really really love and you're always going to give it the benefit of the doubt and uh grade it on a curve yeah yeah Yeah. they'll have a bad match and you just kind of gloss over it and say hey yes you know yeah, yeah, I mean, great on great on a curve. I like that. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> hey, man, any any episode of SmackDown Live where Becky Lynch has a match to me, that's in the top three matches of the night, easily. You know, just by the fact Becky's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think we all do I think that. That was well. Elias. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we didn't talk about this. That Snickers commercial tonight. Oh my God, so so great. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's better than uh, a lot of the other ones they do, but but you know. know. They, those things are usually never good. So it well, was come on, compared to AJ Styles and Sasha Banks talking about the tragedy of Little Lungs, you didn't think Elias <laughs> singing number songs to children was no. was downright charming? I prefer the Bailey Snickers. Charming. I, pre- yeah. I I prefer Enzo Amore trying to buy Popeyes as last year was. <laughs> oh man. Um. So Braun Strowman tonight versus Sheamus. It's kind of interesting teasing out who his partner is going to be, um, giving him the one-on-one match, picking up a pretty decisive win there. What did you guys, I, I mean, in this build is one thing, but what did you make a coachman tonight? I wasn't sure. Was he just echoing what he's been reading on the fans think is going to happen on social media saying, Oh, you know, some people Ooh. think it's going to be Elias or some people think undertaker is going to come back as, as the American badass. Is he laying the groundwork oh. because that stuff is likely to happen, or is he just parroting what like wild speculation? I think he's not completely trained yet on what he's supposed to say because <laughs> I don't think they want him saying that stuff. Yeah, that's why it seemed really weird. 
Yes, he is. He's been there for years when Vince was a lot stiffer on those headsets to those guys. Yeah, but since he's been at ESPN, where they do talk a lot about actually what you can – real stuff. You know, you mentioned the speculation. You mentioned all that stuff. And I'm sure this wasn't bad enough that he'd get yelled at. But if WWE is planning for, let's say, Elias, uh, and then Coachman blurts it out on the air, they wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, it's it sounds like Coach is not going to production meetings, and he's literally just sitting on Twitter. He's 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 sitting, he's sitting on he's sitting and catering on Twitter for a few hours, making his notes that way. Yeah, it's like uh, that time with Bobby Heenan. Remember when Hulk Hogan turned heel, and Bobby Heenan was like, "Wait, is Hulk Hogan the third man?" And, uh, <laughs> that you know, this probably the first time I never heard that. By the way, oh, I never really? heard it. The first time he said that, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember him saying that. But you know what? He didn't ruin it because he really didn't know. And, so, because, and because Dusty Rhodes did his best job on commentary to cover for him when Bobby yeah. said that. If you go back and listen, Dusty Rhodes, they, they really made it sound like a legit verbal well, struggle for that few seconds. Well, Tony was like, oh, will yeah. you stop? You know, like the, that whole. That was Dusty. He, he, <laughs> Dusty jumped in. Yeah, because they saw it coming. But I don't think they were told either uh, that. I don't know. I forget. Because I, I when Tony Schiavone was on the podcast, I didn't. I think he was I saying nobody like, was told, you know what I mean, except for those that were in it. Yeah, I think, like, I, think I, I think most of them are told, and this was, a, I think this is a shoot. I think if Hogan w- didn't agree to do it in storyline, they were going to make it be Sting. Right. I, think, right. I, think, I think they told everybody, okay, Sting's going to be the third man. So yeah. I, I think that's what everybody kind of op- operated off of. And then Heenan just got real wise and, <laughs> and smart ass, like, what if he's the third man? And, well, I think Heenan legitimately didn't think it was Hogan. <laughs> So that's why you said it. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't it be hard to be one of the pre-show panelists or even on commentary if you knew what was going to happen all the time? I mean, because that's why they don't let Sam they, Roberts and Peter Ros- Rosenberg yeah, go to production say. meetings. They don't we let actually them know. Had, we got an I got an article going up tomorrow about Michael Cole where he talks about how he doesn't know most of the stuff that's happening on the show. I think it'd be easier. Because uh, I think they would make the arguments stupider and people would just start saying, you know, crap like, well, you just wait and see, pal, you know, or I have a strong feeling that (laughs) so-and-so is going to happen. Well, it's always one of those things, too, because wrestling, a lot of it, you can telegraph it by where they're going. So you got to know, even if you don't know, but you can kind of tell, you got to know not to say what you can kind of tell. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, you know, Undertaker is accepting the challenge, but you can't say it as a commentator. You know, You know, just stuff like that. You know Nakamura was going to pick AJ Styles, but you can't say it ahead of time. you got to be an act surprised when Nakamura right. picks Styles. You have, to right. find other, you have to find other ways to put the product over and say, well, if Undertaker doesn't accept it, like, what could John Cena possibly – could he win the Andre? You know, you have to find <laughs> things to sell right. the show and, you know – Okay, well, Ronda Rousey came out. You, don't, you think Michael Cole that his oh my was a shoot reaction? Probably, yeah. They that's they kept her. Tag, that's his tagline, though. You know but they I mean? kept I'm they kept her... my taglines when I'm in a reality moment. They kept her hidden, like they hit her backstage. I know they did. I know they did. But but seconds before she comes out, I'm thinking he had to have had some. I don't know. Oh my! I never buy his legitimate reaction from him ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, if he was had T-shirts, that's what it would say on it. That's his gimmick. That's his saying. <laughs> he just sounds insincere in everything he says. Yes, he does. I think that's part of it. He just, you just don't buy him. Um, no, nope. does the same stuff. It's like the other day I had a weird urge because we were talking about the other night how cool the thing was with Snoop Dogg and Sasha at uh, at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. 
So I put that on and I was like, oh my God, it was so weird to hear Sasha's entrance without someone saying, it's boss time, you know, because oh, every time. Oh God, does he make her so uncool <laughs> every time he says that. Oh, every God. time. So much, I'm surprised they didn't re-release oh. the theme song on iTunes with Michael Cole saying that it's at the remix. beginning. It's a remix? <laughs> yeah. It's boss yeah, time. I, I remember some of the scripts getting out for the, the pre-shows. I think they tell them ahead of time who they're predicting, you know, on the, the pre-show panels, like who's winning the, the match, like, you know, like Royal Rumble when they had the triple threat with Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane, and like two people on the panel are picking Kane, which no one thought Kane was going to win that match. But uh, I think that's, they actually script uh, a lot of those, like the predictions ahead of time <clears throat> for the panels, but... All I know is Corey Graves, without getting into can of worms, is a Corey Graves is a million times better than Michael Cole. I love Corey Graves. Corey's fantastic, so sharp and so on top of it. Um, man, so speaking of Ronda, okay, we saw Cena, Kids' Choice, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. But Kurt Angle came out and then brought out Ronda, mm-hmm. who was interrupted by Absolution. They had a bit of a face-off. Um, we saw. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose get into it with Ronda. Um, what what's, think up with, what's up with Ronda's eyeshad, that eye red eyeshad? Yes, yes. You know, and that's the thing. I deleted the tweet because I'm like, you know, who am I to criticize someone's appearance? But I thought I looked at it and I thought she had pink eye. I mean, it was oh, it was fashion forward. But it was both eyes. Make. Yeah. It, it was, was under the eye. It was, a, this, it was like face paint under the eye. It was, it was dark red. I don't know what it was, but it was distracting. Let's just it was. It was... Yeah, I'm not sure what the fashion was. Now, granted, I mean, but the glam squad there, as they call them, the makeup artists, are usually pretty good. I mean, when's the last time they send out a woman? You know, maybe because it's Rhonda, like nobody wants to be critical. I don't know. I don't know, but guys, let's. Let me ask you about this. Brass tax time. Rhonda Rousey was she over in her window and her music hit tonight? Hmm. When Kurt introduced her, she got a decent pop. It wasn't like. The, you know, the biggest star, in, you know, what, what they call her, the biggest signing in the history of WWE. Right. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that. And, you know, the fans were kind of going quiet during her promo until they she... They were wetting her. Yeah, she was getting the wet treatment until that she delivered that line that she's going to, you know, tear her arm out of her socket, then they popped. But um, yeah. it's kind of one of those things. Don't have, you know, less is more. Don't have her talk too much. Uh, and if you do have her talk, do it in those video packages. Yep. They, they, they just she, Ronda Rousey is I get I get the buzz and PR move of signing her and I and I like to think that this will pan out in the long run like when we look back at this five ten years later but for this mania match and for this being her first I mean look at how she's performed with the physicality and stuff like that mm-hmm. they better wrap this match in the best condom possible because she needs protection it is like <laughs> what I, I mean it, it just, it's, <laughs> It's it's. I mean, like, I, you wrote that down. <laughs> I, don't I just thought of it right here. I, I fear for her. I really do fear for her. Well, you know what it's going to be. I what I'm guessing the match is going to be is that Stephanie keeps refusing to get tagged into the match. So it's going to be tri- you know Triple H and Kurt working most of the match, and then finally, you know Triple H accidentally tags Stephanie or something, and, right. and she has to get in. You know, th- th- I think they're going to avoid. Uh, I'm I'm guessing they work maybe twenty percent of the match. You know. Uh, Stephanie the, and Rousey. The cherry on top. The, the cherry on top of this is if they can. I don't know if they can do it in the match because technically, she can't be in the ring with Triple H. You know, but right. the, the cherry on the top would be by the end of the segment of the match at Mania, is if Triple H taps to Ronda Rousey. That is your moment of 
like, you know, Triple H tapping to a woman. Granted, you know, again, the baddest woman on the planet, but that would be what really, I think, puts uh-huh. this, this whole thing over is if, is if he was to do that. Yeah, I can see him doing that. And I, um, I, I, if it was best for business, not to pardon the like, pardon the pun, I would do it. Yeah, yeah, so, like like Angle okay. shoves shoves uh, Rousey. I mean, uh, shoves Triple H into Rousey. Gets he gets hip tossed and then uh, armbarred or something. Yeah, it's believable. I hate to break it to you. She put that thing on my arm. You know, if if I was on the ground somehow and she was able to lock her thing on me, I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she has it on, she'll make you tap. Now her right. getting it on Triple right. H is the unbelievable part. Right. So they didn't have to do that, you know. Millions ways to do it. Right, absolutely. But you know what? Uh, so this segment, her stuff with Sonya looked kind of sloppy. But then that uh, the the hip toss, the judo, the judo throw she did on Mandy Rose looked awesome. So I thought that looked really good. Mandy Rose, stud athlete. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> do you watch the segment with uh, Rousey and and Dana Brooke from last week? Yes, I finally did. Yes. What do you think? Um, uncomfortable again. You know what I mean? I was a little uncomfortable, but uh, uh, I thought the throw was good. Actually, that was per- that was purpose. That that wasn't a mess up. That wasn't an, an incorrect throw. That was very walked through earlier that day. You could see the way Dana fed her legs. She just like walked into her with yeah. her, like one she leg like, up jumped in the into air. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Take me. Um, you know, and the throw was different. We, we don't really see it thrown. Uh, the person take a, fa- a front bump from that. Um, it looked cool. I don't know. It was different. But uh, all the stuff leading up to it was uncomfortable for me. Ooh. But ironically, Rousey's stuff on the mic that night worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, because she was just like being they, they could have edited that, right? And just yeah, you know, not, yeah. not shown the whole thing as it was, but edited right. it and added some music and stuff i think they just need to let her be herself i mean with that promise she was like hey guys you know and just talking like that i think if she just talked about this as her glenn the problem with her being herself is i love i love her she's one of my favorite mma fighter guy or girls of all time i love watching her paid for all of her fights because she's a badass Mm b-i-t-c-h right so here's the problem with that in wrestling that's not translate doesn't translate for whatever rhyme or reason, when she does it in wrestling, it doesn't translate. She, she gets, it comes across as, I don't know, you guys remember this, when she first came out, it was awkward and heelish, remember? When yeah. she first came out and was like smirking and doing all these weird faces. I think she's whatnot. trying not to smile. I think she's trying not to just be yeah, like. I think that's just her acting. Like if you I, see her in a movie too, like when you see her like in Entourage or these other movies, she it's thinks just, she has to make this face. Hey, in Entourage, she made me believe she was into Turtle. And I think that if nah, an actress can... We're, not, we're not talking about we're not talking about that again. <laughs> in the Fast and the Furious film she was in, she was, she was good. <laughs> she didn't, but she didn't do anything. She was just kind of... Glenn, have you watched every movie she's been in? Um, she hasn't She's been watched. in that many, has she? Yeah. I was going right, to say well, Haywire, but that was Gina Carano. Yeah, um, Gina Carano. I, I wrote he's about... Watched, he's watched every movie of all time, period. <laughs> I, I, that's, right, that's right. He's watched. He's watched the entire Marine franchise. So, oh yeah. Uh, look, I, I wrote about it on Wrestling Inc. Uh, weeks ago. Put it with Paul Heyman. Let Paul, people would believe it because Paul Heyman's already had an association with with Brock and an MMA fighter. Let Paul Heyman do the talking for her. Let her be a Paul I, Heyman girl. That then you're in. I, I think you do it when you need to. So I, th- I feel like she's been working for the most part. So far. Oh, she she had okay. Let me just say this as well. Her smiling genuinely as a wrestling fan in the middle of the ring, legitimately, you know, like we saw tonight. I buy that and I eat that up as a babyface. I like seeing that as a fan. 
Mm-hmm. It's genuine excitement. That's not her being scripted. That's her genuinely being excited. Come on. Well, and it's interesting, you know, I mean, I just Googled it again. Her famous look, if you look at Google Images, every single picture of her, picture of her is not no makeup, but it's a made up what they call a natural look. I, I think that's her, that's her look. You know, I think she does that um, and keeps it simple. I think she's been experimenting maybe to try and, try and take advantage of what the WWE offers, trying to become more of a character. But I don't think anything she's tried yet has connected. Are you talking about makeup or are you talking about? I'm talking about you're the t- You're talking about the red, the red. The, the red, because she's tried other things. She came out one week really kind of made up and more glam. I think that's part of establishing your character is how you do that look. Yes, but this isn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was distracting tonight specifically. I mean, on social media, that was the main thing everyone was talking about with this. It's like when Batista came out with blue tights. <laughs> yeah, fans are nitpicky. Still one of the best chants of all time, though. Blue, blue Tista. Tista. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who, uh, who started that hashtag or who really got it going? Hmm. That, when the, he came out? The, the arena. No, but but there was the hashtag that got that was trending on Twitter. Oh, I, okay. It was uh, Ronda Rousey. She had tweeted that dur- we'll during that match. Oh, right. how things turn. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think, it, but it's top to bottom. I think what they're doing with her character so far in these promos isn't working. Um, yeah. After She's this not match, on every week. Yeah, <laughs> they got to do something uh, in the long term. I think this will get us through Mania. But we don't know really who she's going to be in the WWE yet. I could see them keeping her off of TV after Mania for a while. Just do some video packages here and there. Um, and just keep her off for a couple months. Get her some more seasoning and then bring her back early summer. Hmm. You, know, yeah. you do the video packages. So let, remind people that she's still there. She's training. Do whatever. And uh, Yeah. Um, and again, this is one, I think everybody wants her to succeed in the WWE. I mean, look, she's going to be a huge part of the women's division going forward with this. So if she's not succeeding, that is bad for the entire women's division. Um, after that, we had Mr. Raj double duty tonight versus Gallows and Anderson. You hear the fans chanting, uh, Mr. Raj earlier. (laughs) (laughs) No, what? (laughs) There was a Mr. Raj champ, but it, it sounded like Mr. Raj. Anyway. <laughs> Raj, you just walk around in your house, right? You've got that like like echo. Play that Mr. Raj. <laughs> I just saved that that audio. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Raj was this back. does nothing for me. This match. Again, a bunch of guys that aren't even they're not even announced for the battle royal yet. You're two weeks out from Mania, and this is this exactly is on my off. point. Exactly. Yep. Where's that? Right out of my mouth. Yep. You know, speaking of sound loops and recordings, Matt, do you ever get the urge to take just the audio from one of your entrances and just play that when you enter a room with the announcer? I got, I've got one better for you. I played in a charity kickball game and the cop with the cops here in my city on their team. And one of them ribbed me and put my entrance music on when I was going up to bat uh, to kick the ball. And I was like, that's not even my right entrance music. That was like my... <laughs> When I first started rookie music, that lasted for like two weeks, you idiots. Oh, the ECW DVD <laughs> music? No, that, that one was my second one, Stuttering Matt Morgan. I'm talking yeah. like Silver Trunks, 
um, my schlongs hanging out. Um, my schlongs, uh, rookie, don't know what he's doing yet, Matt Morgan on Team Lesnar. So, yeah, at least it wasn't like the tough enough team or anything. <laughs> See, I, I would yeah. <laughs> what, what would have been a viral TMZ video, Matt, is if you would have played the kickball tournament but approached home plate in your tights with your schlong hanging out and your boots. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's seriously so – but – no, I mean, I don't – yeah, no, Glenn. We don't do that. <laughs> Matt, I'd rather watch you play kickball than most of Raw tonight. I think you playing kickball would be much more entertaining. Man, I, I was I – was, you know what? I was excited for Raw tonight, especially you after can't... SmackDown because uh, I thought, you know, the stuff with Daniel Bryan was so good last week. Oh, yeah. And I, it was like on a high. I was on a me wrestling too, me high. Me too. And then yep. this, this brought me right back down. Raj, you should organize a wrestling ink uh, kickball. <laughs> New Orleans kickball. Uh, yes. yes, that's not a bad idea. Actually, <laughs> there's, there's been worse. Hey. I bet you. I bet you. There's. I bet you. There's nine fans that would play against the nine best at Wrestling Inc. Okay, there we go. Hey, if we I got Matt Morgan on our would. team, they would. Yeah, they would. That'd be a real thing. I bet you that could be a real thing. Rod, set it up. See, see. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of hey, late now. Maybe next year. All the year. kickball fields are booked, guys, for WrestleMania. Kickball fields. Next. I was going to say you probably booked them ahead of time to New York, make sure no year. indies get them. New hey, York guys, I, I was going to say I am, however, even more excited. and put It puts more pressure on SmackDown, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, expectation-wise, between DB last week and blowing a comeback, you know, and doing his thing. And, and how they're going to handle Shane, what they're going to do with Shane. What are too. they going to do with Shane um, and Monday Night Raw shit in the bed tonight, you know, part of my language again. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah paying attention to the twitter mr matt morgan and what kevin owens and sammy Zayn have been doing surprisingly <laughs> i have been yeah yeah so kevin owens is back to fight steen fight and el generico for the first time since 2013 sent out a tweet tonight so yeah. uh yeah keeping the illusion up and they showed up at smackdown live events over the weekend oh, they should have been at PW, should have been at pwg can you imagine how much buzz that would have gotten yeah. Right. Yes. Or been in the crowd at uh, Strong Style Evolved. Yeah. Oh my yesterday. god. Yes. How awesome would that have been? Yeah, taking it far, but not far enough. Um, and Wednesday, twelve noon Eastern, we'll be talking about SmackDown Live. Hopefully, it can live up to these grandiose expectations we have for tomorrow's show. Yeah. Uh, Rhino versus Elias. So Elias per came out. Perfect. Before we begin, perfect opponent for Elias tonight. By the way, in my opinion. Yeah. But again, two guys, you know, without anything lined up for Mania. We know Elias. Well, we don't know, but I think Elias is going to tag with Braun, you know? I hope yeah. so. Makes the most sense. You could, I could almost see them getting someone like a – Kurt Hawkins injured right now. But, you know, like a, you no know, doing way. like a comedy loser guy where he doesn't want anyone to do any of the work. He wants just to do everything. But that's how you know it's going to be Elias because Coachman – said well some people are speculating this and then graves didn't chime in well you know kurt hawkins isn't doing anything like they didn't set up a plausible I think kurt hawkins is injured but you know what i mean like a, a comedy figure or a cruiserweight or something like that something james ellsworth give him a call. wrestlemania no this is <laughs> this is where vince pays his guys back i'm telling you yeah and it's gonna be elias i mean elias uh the biggest success story since braun Strowman for breaking a new talent and getting them this over on the main roster. Yeah, he's one of the most, yeah. It's hard to argue. So, yeah, it's got to be the two of them. So, this match was fine tonight. Um, but, yeah, if Elias isn't Braun's tag team partner, oh, then I feel really bad that this is the level he's at.
Go there's a lot this. of uh, there's a lot of people ready to come back. I mean, Jeff Hardy doesn't really make sense in that role, but you got Samoa Joe, a big cast also. Uh, oh weird. my god, big cast! Yeah, yeah, but I don't see that. I don't see them doing that. But um, but they're they're all waiting the wings. Uh, and remind big me to talk cast. about Dean Ambrose later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big cast potentially could be a really good opponent actually for Braun. Now that yeah. I think about it, yeah, that'd be a cast would make a great. Cass would make a great opponent, and Cass is somebody you want to spotlight his return the night after Mania. Yeah, I would not. I would. I would not bury his. Um, I would not bury his return in the big thing of Mania. Right. One one guy I could see if they don't go if they don't go Elias <clears throat> and they don't go a comedy like uh, Hawkins, just because he's been around for so long. I could see Big Show because Big. I mean, I, it's just a weird one. I could see. I could see Big Show being with Braun. I, I don't want to. That's not my first pick. I'd rather see Elias. It makes the most sense. But I wouldn't rule out Big Show. <laughs> that's not that's not impossible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of options and opportunity, but no, I think uh, Elias makes the most sense. <laughs> a lot of options, a lot of opportunity. Glad you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased as punch to hear you say that, man. You are uh, pleased as punch. Um, okay, so the big match tonight, the main event, no DQ, Kane versus John Cena. They started going into this with a half an hour left to go. The match itself mm. was uh, close to 20 minutes when all was – well, 15 minutes and then five minutes for that promo at Cena at the end. Uh, man, what did you make of the match? Uh, Matt, I'll go to you first. The- Cena imitating Taker, et cetera, et cetera. Funny, hilarious. I uh, kept laughing, not wanting to laugh, by the way. Um, my wife was laughing even. We woke my kid up who's sick and I just put down because we were laughing so hard, especially yeah. at the very end. Um, I, I, this was not good. This was not good. As far as the setup with Taker goes, this wasn't good at all. This is not John's, wow, we're seeing John in a different light. And no, this is not a light I want to see John Cena in. It's awkward. Not in a good way. Not different in a good way either. Um, different isn't always good. And the match itself was physical. They busted their tails. Kane, who's not working. You can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Kane, who's not been working consistently, did, did his thing again. Very physical match again. The guys went through hell and back, honestly, physically speaking. Um, but with no taker coming out, I was incredibly disappointed. Not as a fan, like, oh, well, that's they, they hooked you, Matt. They're going to make you come back and watch next week for sure now. That's the point. No, not in that way. In a way, like, come on, fuck, two weeks out. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Give we were saying, goddamn gong. <laughs> yeah, do something. Like, like Cena said, I think there's so many problems with this. I think the problem from the beginning is no one bought the Cena. He had has no path to WrestleMania. Right. Uh, yes. And then from there, going into this and saying Undertaker's a coward, no one believes that Cena believes it. So they're trying to act add reality when what he's saying no one believes and everyone knows what's coming so it's like you're just disappointing fans who know where they're headed and knows what the end game is and it's just uh i don't know you just you took too long to get there it's not gonna it's gonna blow the roof off next week that is a taker to show up um yeah okay but let's be clear it would have blown off the roof and 10 roofs next to it had it been done at the right time and you could have done a couple of weeks of, of video packages showing what a, a legendary match it is, you know, uh, as yeah, opposed oh God, to. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so that's the thing. How many tickets are they going to sell by announcing it next week? And my question, Justin, to you, since you've been calling this all along, do you think Taker doesn't show next week and we get Cena in the WrestleMania ring calling him out before we see Undertaker yeah. return? I think that's very possible. I, I, they have to have some Taker confirmation next week in Atlanta, whether it's the whether it's a Taker voiceover on the PA system, whether it's a, a graphic, whether it's a symbol, whether it's a gong. There has to be some confirmation because they, they have to go into Mania having the match graphic made. But it is very possible that we don't see Taker until Mania, which this would be the first time that they've gone this complete route since his return to the Dead Man character at WrestleMania 20 and 04. Now, to everything you guys are saying, I think you may, you're all making valid points. And my thought is, I agree with some of what Matt's saying. I agree with what you're saying. I, but at the same time, I think it's okay to say, yeah, we, we all knew that Cena has a path to WrestleMania. I don't mind them kind of stringing it along. My problem with tonight was, don't put that segment as your main event. Yeah. If you're not going to give me anything with Taker, if you're not, not going to give me a light flicker or a gong, and then you're going to have Cena verbally acknowledge it by saying, what, no lightning? Ha, ha, ha. If, if you're going to do that, put that <laughs> at the 9 o'clock point. Do not end the show with that, because that's basically ending the show like, huh, this is what you thought you were going to see? Ha, ha, ha. You're not going to get it. That's where I had the real problem. At it was a huge fart, and then when Cena did – more yeah, laughter, just just insane, insane laughter so in my house. Yeah, but why is he mocking him and calling him a coward? Why does he play the angle of well, I guess you're really retired then? I guess we already saw your last match. You know why? Well, does why he, not? Does why not, why not say, hey, I, I want I want you out of retirement. I've been wanting this match forever. I'll put my career up on against yours. Yeah, yeah. And you could always they do retirement matches movie? all the time. They could always renege on it later when they uh, need to. You, but. You, you've never you've never we've never faced off at Mania. Mm -hmm. People yeah. want to see this dream match for years. You don't got it anymore as just as as on display last year with, with Roman. There's a million things you could do. Not he's a coward. Yeah. Nobody believes that BS. Right. And especially because he has superpowers. How about yeah, that? We were talking about this earlier. What does the WWE do? For their for their big stars, they Matt, you talked about this. You said it yourself, this is an art form to yourself. You cut a promo on the guy while putting him over and getting people more invested in the match, cutting a promo against him. So why is Cena out there essentially, pardon the pun, burying Undertaker and making him, oh, you know, you're just a man, you're weak, all this other stuff, you know, wife's Instagram. Why is he sitting there and tearing down this icon that people desperately want to see one more match from? It might I don't have an answer. No, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, go ahead Justin, because I, don't, I, I, I no, honestly no, no. don't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer for it. Hey, my, real, my, quick, real quick, Justin, about what something you said earlier about Taker not showing up. He, he didn't before the match with Bray Wyatt either, right? I don't think he was ever on TV before they did that. Um, if I'm I, not mistaken, anyone I, in the chat, if you remember. I, re I remember two weeks out, they were that, here in Pittsburgh for all, and, they, and I remember Bray's right. rocking chair called on fire. Um, right. I that think was not, cool. that, that was cool. I mean. We got Taker symbolism, though. Right. We haven't yeah. heard and, that, and it was cool as hell. Yeah. It was cool. Um, For sure. Yeah. To answer the question that Glenn's saying, I, I, Glenn, I, I think maybe to take a guess as to why they're kind of like verbally burying The Undertaker is because, at least I see this, and I've been fighting with the fans for months on social media, is I think there is so much of like, there are all these fans that apparently were at the Undertaker's doctor's check check you know <laughs> checkup and who seem to know that he's incapable of going and he's fifty three years old. 
I think they're trying to bury the Undertaker, almost yeah. lower the, lower the bar, so that way when he does come out, because I mean, let's let's face it, his match with Roman last year, not his best so, match. So I then think Justin, I think that's Justin, what they're doing. Bury his physicality, then bury his age, bury he can't go anymore. Don't bury his like, say he's a coward. I, Matt, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, that doesn't point really, to him not being able to go anymore. That just, that's, I just, that's, but, they're, but they're lowering the expectation to make it so that way he has an so, easy bar to hurdle over top of. So simple, simple solution. Your hip has been busted. You've had surgery, surgery after surgery since Triple H's match. That's what you do. You say you were done then. Okay, so they, uh, but Matt, maybe if, if we get a face to face next week in Atlanta, maybe that's when it happens. Maybe that's when the real talk really comes when the when, when Undertaker can spar back at Cena. I mean, again, we have one more week to go. Let's see what they do. But I get what you're saying, but I think they're lowering the bar. It's so that way they're burying and almost feeding off of the trolls on social media to then give the Undertaker, uh, you know, a, a chance to exceed any expectations. I, th- I think they have to have Undertaker they're show not. up next week. And I think it has to be in the opening segment because so many people tune out in the third hour. And uh, it, it's, it's got to be. And then they replay that all throughout the show and all week. But to but Justin's point again to to let's say if they they're doing that they're lowering the bar on purpose because they're playing off of fans mm. uh, uh, expectations physically speaking then John should be calling those out yeah not this other crap that is a complete disconnect for all of us none of us believe this you know what yeah because it's, it's, it's not lowering the expectations for a match it's just taking forever to get to the destination where you know they're headed. It's it's just taking forever to accepting a challenge. Not saying not, he's not saying that uh, you can't go anymore. I mean, Undertaker turned fifty three this past weekend. That wasn't mentioned. You know, they're not saying any of that stuff. So you know what this feels like it's to just me? Just a lame storyline. This might be a bit obscure of a reference, but this feels to me they're building this. This feels like Rocky Five. When what I want to see is Rocky Balboa. I, I don't have, want. You have seen every movie, Jesus. No, but you know, okay, you Rocky Five sucked. Life. Rocky Five sucked <laughs> because Tommy Gunn is sitting there. Doing actually a lot of what Cena did to Stallone, and it was just kind of a lackluster fight. But remember, Rocky Balboa, the angle was it was this hypothetical, it was this dream match people said it could never happen. And Rocky said, You know what? Maybe I still got something left in me, even though I'm only going to come back and do this fight. I feel like they just could have built this with more respect. And the way they're doing it, it's just, I don't know. I mean, well, okay, he doesn't need respect. Okay, I don't need respect per se. I don't, I don't need that. I don't have to have it. Yeah. Okay, because then it's baby versus baby. I like to see a little edge in the match here. And, but not with the way they're doing it here. There's a million other ways. John Cena did such a good job. I encourage all fans to go back and watch Thug John Cena versus Undertaker pissing on, you know, uh, his uh, tombstone that he made and stuff like that. And when you're <laughs> pissing him off. If we got Thugonomics versus American Badass, Matt, remember my mark out oh, reaction last bro. week? Yeah. A thousand if John comes out rocking the bike lock. I think I join you. That's not happening. Do you think we're going to get badass coachman calling, like acknowledging that tonight? That was kind of weird. I don't think it, so. It was weird. I'll, I'll agree to that much. It was weird. I, I was really surprised to hear him say that. Sometimes I don't know if the fans, I mean, you I guys. I don't think that's the most uh, popular version of Taker. It's not. No, Dead no. Man is. Yeah. So why, why bring out the, the version of Taker that was only there for like a year that no one, oh, would, you know. Right, right. Of course. No, 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 no. You're right. I know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll see. One week, next week, maybe we see The Undertaker. Or something catches on fire. Yeah. Who knows? This, 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 from a weeks, storytelling standpoint, it's been pretty, pretty... Six weeks too late if he just lights something on fire or John gets electrocuted. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And still, what in the hell did this promo at Raw 25 mean? 
What was the Undertaker no trying to say? No, <laughs> well, no. Knows. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to some of this. <sighs> yeah, so, I, was it uh, Justin? How would you rate the show? Uh, One to ten. Oh, six and a half. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I was going to say the same thing. I, was, I, I always give it a seven, seventy percent, or a C, um, C minus, D plus. It's WrestleMania, guys. Two weeks yeah, away. Yeah, being too generous. I think this on the WrestleMania scale. I think this was a five in the sense that it was literally. Yeah, I take that back. I take that back. D minus, not an F. D minus. Yeah, no real good matches. Uh, it, a lot of people wrestling that aren't don't have a real match at Mania. Yeah, I, I, I'd give a I'd give a four or five. And especially because no. it's been good. Ross been on an upswing last week right. and this week. It's a weird time to drop the ball, especially given how hot SmackDown was. I feel like company wide, there's usually momentum. Um, yeah. So to the news, Raj, what does Shane McMahon have? How did he get it? And will he be back by WrestleMania? So I'm definitely, I'm, I'm guessing definitely not. He, he developed a, an infection while he was in Antigua, uh, apparently on vacation. Uh, an infection due to acute diverti- diverticulitis. So a lot of people oh that might God. sound familiar. That's what Brock Lesnar had that affected his UFC career. He almost, you know, he was super sick, almost ended his MMA <clears throat> career. Two, um, two, two forms of diverticulitis, let me, let me point out. One that you need to have surgery like Brock did. That's a serious one. My dad had it. You got to remove the intestine, shorten it, and it's a pain in the ass to come back from. Or one where you don't need to have to do that. You have to really watch everything you eat from peanuts to oatmeal, to things of that nature. So, which one do we know Shane has? It's not. It's not the surgery one because he has an That's a good sign. umbilical hernia, though. He's uh, and Ooh. he's going to need surgery. He's oh. going to need surgery for that. So, oh. once the diverticulitis clears up, how long does that take? Oh my! Because you, you've weeks. had you know weeks. people that have had it, right, man? I myself weeks, yeah. weeks. Oh my god, that doubled me over. Had me in tears. How do you it catch kills, this, guys? How do you catch this? I, 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 I was just, I, in my, it, was in, it runs in my family, I was told. For me, it was oh. hereditary. Um, but, wow, I didn't know he had that. Jeez. Yeah, so he's going to need surgery, just not for this. Damn, he's got that this. sucks. Yeah, um, he's being treated with heavy doses of antibiotics. This is horrible. I mean, no, it doesn't suck. How much did I just get done telling you guys last week when Daniel Bryan came back? I want him by himself. <laughs> well, it sucks for Shane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But for the card, I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Well, um, who, who do they pair D. Bry with? I mean, three, a three just, way, a three way somehow, yeah. right? You think they'd trust Daniel Bryan to go in in a three way? Uh, him, you know, his him first specific, match back after that one. Specifically, I would. I would because it's him. Yes. Yeah. They might not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the update. So, that match looks like it, that's not happening. It's, it's being changed in some form. I'm, I'm positive they'll still have Daniel Bryan still wrestle, but. Yes, have, um, have, have, have to. Yeah, but you know, hopefully the best for Shane because that's uh, yeah, it's nasty stuff. No, Guys, absolutely. in tears, in tears for a whole week. I'm not exaggerating that for four hours at a clip, screaming at the people in the emergency room. It sucks. Yeah. Wow. No, we hope to uh, wish Shane a speedy recovery. It sounds absolutely awful, and it sounds like missing WrestleMania is the least of his worries uh, with yeah. what he's dealing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Justin, who would you like to see Daniel Bryan pair with as a replacement? 
That's a great question. I mean, I, I definitely think you don't want to put him – I don't think you want to put the pressure on him to do one-on-one. Not to say he can't do it, but just – I mean, you want it to be at least a tag match or a three-way. I mean, looking at what you have to pick from from SmackDown, all the options are going to be oddball options. You're talking about the wild card pairing of him and Adolph Ziggler or – you know, it's just it, – I, so I would rather just at this point a three-way because I don't think there's any good way out of it. Team yeah. Hell No reunion get Kane. No. No, <laughs> that would be kind of funny, but I, I'd no. rather see it three way. Not yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, or if you did pull out, pull something out, do Jeff Hardy or something like that. something that would be a cool surprise as opposed to Dolph Ziggler. Anyway, yeah. um, some people uh, are saying Rusev, Jericho, Jericho's got a concert. He can't, he won't be able to do it. Uh, did you guys uh, any? Hey, Matt, did you get to check out Strong Style Evolved? Uh, just, I believe no, no. I, I saw some promos on YouTube for it, though. That was it. Guys cutting, they were in the ring. No, I can't even talk. I shouldn't be able to talk about it. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Don't you should, you should see the main event: uh, Golden Lovers against the Young Bucks. Um, heard it was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. good. Um, the show itself, up until that point, I thought was good. But it, it was kind of uneventful, except for Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio showed up, so he had just met with WWE doctors last week, um, and so it seemed like he's getting cleared or he's going to be returning to WWE. But then he accepted, like basically accepted a challenge from Will Ospreay. But they ex- they announced a show for July at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, so that's going to be like a thirteen thousand seat arena. Uh, New Japan did, um, so. I don't know if this is a case of Mysterio just telling WWE that he wants to heal up and, and he had a commitment with New Japan. He wants to honor that and then go uh, once he's done with that. Um, but he's basically committed to Will Ospreay and also kind of teased a match uh, at the press conference. I think it was at the press conference. But anyway, he uh, he's, he still said his match with Jushin Thunder Liger. He still wants that to happen. Mm. Uh, Liger ended up uh, wrestling Will Ospreay, which I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, so that uh, looks like Mysterio is not going to WWE anytime soon. Well, I'll say this, Raj. We have Mysterio booked here in Pittsburgh um, at IWC for a show as a main event against DJZ six days after WrestleMania in April. And as far as I, mean, I know, he, he, yeah, as far as I know, he's still doing it. So, um, well, oh, let's see, that's two great- weeks. It's gonna be a good match, and I'm, I don't even know about that card. Any of you guys who live near Pennsylvania need to be going to that. Jesus, that's gonna be a good match. Yeah. So, further uh, to add to the speculation, even though it's the wrong brand, Raj, is it true that Dean Ambrose has been pulled from his Access appearance the morning of Mania? <clears throat> yeah. So WWE announced today that so Dean Ambrose has been scheduled for all these World of Wheels events the last few weeks. And he's been pulled from each one of them. And then he had one uh, this past weekend in Salt Lake City, and he was uh, they canceled that as well. Wellness policy or something? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, we shouldn't speculate on that. But uh, he was pulled. Uh, he met with WWE doctors. Apparently, he reportedly met with WWE doctors a couple of weeks ago uh, when he had suffered his injury. I would, that was in December. They said he could be out of action for up to nine months. What did- what does that have to do with an appearance, though? They, they put injured guys out at appearances. Yeah. yeah but I don't know. The morning of Mania, well, the speculation is, because wasn't Brian originally? Daniel Bryan was going to be the morning of Mania. The idea is if you're signing at Access, the morning of Mania, you are not yeah. involved in WrestleMania in any way, shape, or form. So Really? Yeah, so when Brian was pulled, was a lot of people... Access. But the morning of WrestleMania when you were on there? Yeah, WrestleMania 20. It's pretty good. MSG. Okay. 
but they, it was it's, it's changed, it's different it's, it's changed yeah. a lot since then so yeah so dean ambrose was supposed to do sunday at 10 a.m of, of wrestlemania sunday uh but they changed that to sting and rick flair so they're wow uh, doing that autograph session instead i'll so, take that so yeah i mean some people, obviously, there was speculation, and that means Ambrose is going to be at WrestleMania. Others are thinking uh, there's something else because the fact that he pulled out of these other appearances, uh, maybe, right. uh, maybe it's another, in- maybe his injury is worse than they thought, and they don't want him traveling with it. I don't know. Um, oh, okay, maybe, yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that's where that is. So, what Ambrose other news is out there? Other news, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of the big items. Uh, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, uh, his contract's up uh, after Mania. Who knows if he stays or goes? I think that all depends on Lesnar. But he just signed a new deal uh, with his production company. They're going to be making this series that's going to star Heyman. It it sounds like a talk, some kind of like a talk show, and so they're going to film it and then pitch it to networks and stuff and you know and hope to have it aired by the end of the year so after mania that's what Heyman's gonna be working on but you know he works one day a week anyway so he could still technically you know work with wwe during that time but his contract's coming up um yeah that's kind of all the all the big items what's happening okay what's going on (laughs) we're two weeks out from wrestlemania why am i still not excited minus daniel bryan and aj styles versus nakamura why am i not excited and I feel like Nakamura and AJ Styles, I'd be a lot more excited if they if the build was better, if they did more. That, again, the video packages right, that we've but talked that's about how forever. Desperate and thirsty I am right now. Yeah, <laughs> we should make our own video packages and get ourselves excited. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I bet you the video package promoting our kickball game would be over. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so hopefully uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow with Daniel and all that because that's, uh, you know, that's easily one of the most anticipated matches on the show now. That'll be here in Pittsburgh. I'll be ringside. Wow, nice. Sweet. Should bring a Wrestling Inc. theme sign or something to hold up. I say this last week because, guys, now that I've been commissioner and and, and I'm also working an aesthetic uh, sales, uh, sorry, a medical device sales job, my nine to five, like I'm busier than you, you wouldn't believe. So like, I'm not on wrestling websites as much as I used to be as a fan and as a wrestler, especially reading the news and things like that. I'm, I just wanted to say, I caught up on all chair shot realities and y'all need to be watching that. You do a good job with that. Justin. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Man. Really, really good shit. Seriously. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 real quick. And, and I'm sorry. Uh, one big thing we did miss, uh, Hulk Hogan. WWE <laughs> has been talking about, uh, Hulk Hogan coming mm-hmm. back. And, uh, they were want- lying about, Hang on, Glenn. What are you hating on that for? <laughs> well, you PC know how Glenn, PC a, Glenn, PC Matt, okay. Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> so Hogan scheduled to appear, you know, the Andre the Giant thing. That's kind of a joint thing between WWE and HBO. HBO created it, but WWE got really involved, signed off on all this stuff. So they're, I think it's going to be on the WWE network after it airs on HBO. Um, but Love yeah, it. that's uh, so it's the Hogan's first time at something WWE related, and they confirmed that they have been talking uh with Hogan WWE about how did. he can help uh others learn from his experience. Yeah, it was, a weird, <laughs> it was such a weird quote, like I kid you not. I mean, you got to be careful. Look what he went out and said. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make the bold call, I'm gonna make the bold, bold call right now. Uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, Saudi Arabia. I'm going to make an appearance. 
You know, they're, they're catching a lot Paul of crap Hogan. for that. 50, in the 50, last couple 50 man Royal Rumble. I decided. I don't, think, I don't think he'll be wrestling in that. But he ain't going to be in it. They're catching. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen online. Even the wrestling ink, who's the writer that wrote it? So I decided after the Moolah thing, I'm not going to die on every hill over uh, outrage or controversy. (laughs) So the Saudi Arabia thing, I don't know my official position on that yet, but I know that a lot of fans, including a wrestling ink writer, uh, is taking a stand against. I mean, Saudi Arabia, there's a million reasons to not be happy about the WWE doing business with Saudi Arabia. But as Raj pointed out to me, we all own iPhones that are made by child labor in China that are hardly paid anything. And we live with ourselves with that. So moral relativism and, and, and one thing with saudi arabia too and I, I saw a 60 minutes thing on it a couple couple weeks ago where they the regime that's in there now is trying to make things better for women because that's what a lot of people are upset about there's just gonna be no women on the card and as backwards <coughs> as this sounds uh as insane as it sounds they're <laughs> allowing women to start driving again this year they, they're they're reversing wow. all these uh all these crazy laws where uh you know women are you know, that's been really repressive towards women. So, but you could still be jailed for owning a Bible or practicing Christianity. There's, I mean, it's, hey, I'm uh, not saying it's good. Where, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't live there, but where, where was this historic match between Bliss Abu Dhabi? And, that was Abu Dhabi. Uh, okay. Which is yeah. more progressive. Um, they had to cover up per tradition. So, here's the right. thing if they're going to bring Hogan back, do it in Saudi Arabia because I think already by doing that match there, um, they're already catching some flack from, as Matt put it, the snowflakes and the progressives and the people that joking. have an issue with it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a twofer. Like, if you want to put Hogan on a WWE stage, the Saudi Arabia show already is going to be mired from he's, the people that care. Yeah, word, he's not going to be wrestling mired. again. But here, here, here's a couple issues. with it. First off, here's the WWE statement on Hogan. He said, we have had discussions with Terry Bollet about how he can help others learn from his mistakes. However, wow. he is not under any con... He is not under any contract with WWE. Wow. Now, Hogan, they didn't have him wrestle when he was with them last time. They're not going to have him right. wrestle for some, you know. Well, that, but maybe guys, he's, but, but they're again, still they, distancing they, themselves. They're still distancing themselves with that quote. They got exactly. 50, they, got 50, they, they got 50 spots to fill, and it's going to be on the network. He'll make some kind of appearance. But they are so uh, paranoid now with old people doing spots. And after the Jerry Lawler heart attack, they haven't had anyone. They right, haven't well, had Ric Flair. Maybe he shows uh, up as the host. Yeah, I mean, they could do something, but like what Matt just said, it's clear they're still not attaching themselves to him. And after you saw what happened with Moolah, and this is a way more publicized thing that everyone knows about. And so it would be like... heard. We all heard it. Exactly. So it's this big public company that cares so much about... That cares so much about stuff with women and how progressive they are right now. And then they're bringing back Hogan, and that's going to be the headline. And when they don't need him, Hogan doesn't add anything. He, you know, he'll, he's as an ambassador. What, what do you need him for? Um, so I'm, I'm, that's just, I'm, I'm just saying my, the my music. prediction is he should look there. I think with the sponsors, they're not going to do it. I think it's the sponsor issue, and I don't think they will because of that. I could see them doing what they he said and having, will, doing uh, classes guys. at NXT. Yes, but he will one day. Yeah. And look, I think he's paid he his debt. I think what he did is not even close to as bad as what other people in the Hall of Fame have done. Oh, sure. It's, it's just that he... He got caught on, re- on record. Yeah. Well, and I mean, let me ask you about that, Raj, because I asked Bixen Span, who's the you know, chronicler of all injustice in the wrestling world, um, you know, what has Hogan done aside from lay low and wait for this all to blow over? I mean, 
he hasn't been doing community service or volunteering or talking to for what he said something stupid. Do you take let me ask you guys a question? Do you take that serious when that happens? Do you really think they're doing that because they feel bad and they want to make up or they know they have to do it? Well, let right. me put it this way. Okay, so if so many people okay, it was so, a private video that got it leaked, was and I'm absolutely. guarantee you so many people in the Hall of Fame have said worse. I, uh, I private. don't um, think we should bring them back either. I mean, honestly, I think the WWE is a company that is far too in love with its own past, oftentimes at expense of the current performers and the current product. Huh. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think Hogan would have rather... Brian's killing it tonight. Sorry. Let me ask you this. Do you think Hogan would have rather had this whole scandal happen? Uh, the the tape got leaked and it, the racist stuff got out, but he ends up getting, winning millions and millions of dollars in the process. Um, or that that tape was never released because that's the same no, tape that got his image. His, his, I don't like my back of my hand. His image, his image is his, yeah. his everything. His his legendary status, his history, is his, the historionics of Hulk Hogan is very important, not just to the business but to Terry as well. You think more than the thirty million or whatever he ended up getting from the whole thing? Uh, in the long run, if he if he lives another <laughs> ten, a, yeah, over honestly, yes, yeah. I do. I I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, I do. And it's a I legacy it's forever tarnished. And that's what I'm talking about. So Matt, to your point, yeah, if he does some charity work or a big donation, yeah, it's because he got caught and he's trying to rehabilitate his image. But you have to remember, this is a guy that was a hero. It's not just our generation, but multiple other generations. Yeah. And I feel like, right. like he instantly, what's that Warren Buffett quote? It takes 20 years to develop a reputation. You can lose it all in five minutes. Right. I feel like he lost that status. He needs to do something. And you know, I'm saying yeah, this, man, his explanation that he grew up in a racist environment and that was normal to him and he didn't think of it as so bad because he grew up to it. Why doesn't he go out there and speak to, to youth offenders who are rolling with white supremacists and talk to them about I why racism is wrong? I thought he said he said it because, like, it, it, you know, uh, African-Americans once in a while will we'll, we'll, we'll use that word with the A at the end. Um, and that's how he, he, he was said saying, a lot of different things about it. Did he it? change it? Okay. Yeah, like for a while it was just he was in a dark place. He was very depressed. Uh, other was. things he was talking about how he grew up around that and that word was just common, uh, which is the dumbest excuse I've ever heard. Because by now, with someone in the public spotlight, you know by now that that word is I, not okay. I, to not, and I'm not defending him, guys, but I've been in so many situations with him where 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 we not on the record, not business, but in social settings with with alcohol and things of that nature. I've never, never in a million years would ever expect to hear that come out of his mouth. I'm being dead serious. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying from over hundreds of experiences in social settings with that man over the years, never, never would that would I think get a racist bone in his body. Seriously. Oh. I mean, so I, it really so. took me by surprise. It took me very, it took me aback. It did. Yeah, but to, to Glenn's point, if he really wanted to show that he regretted it and was sorry, he probably should do more uh, to to anything. He should do anything. All he's done is lay low and wait wait it out. I mean, and that's the thing. Because I, I really thought, honestly, I thought when I asked about this on Twitter, people were going to tweet me back and be like, oh, well, he donated this money to the United Negro College Fund. Or, oh, he went out and volunteered for, you know, the victims of this disaster. And he's been speaking about this. But I thought people were going to school me on what Hogan's done. And when the answer was, well, he's just kind of, you know, apologized for it, tried to explain it, kept quiet. Like, I don't know, man. I just feel like if this guy wants to be that hero and get that heroic return, like, do something you don't have to spend 30 years rebuilding a reputation, but hell, spend a year, spend six months, do something you can point to and go like, oh, hey, this guy walked the talk. All right. Yeah. 
You know, I think it would make it easier. And I'm not just talking about this for me. I'm talking about for wrestling fans overall. But you see the people that defend it, and it's all this relative. Well, a lot of people say bad stuff in private. And it's they kind of like, do. They do, but there's varying levels and varying extents. And what Hogan said, I hate to say it, man. Look, if he was talking about, hey, I'm not really crazy about my daughter dating a black guy. Okay, well, that's sort of an outdated, outmoded philosophy. But some people think that. But then he drops the N-bomb, and it's like, ooh, that's really antiquated and racist. But maybe he's just you know, using the word, but then to shout out like, hey, I'm a racist. Man, okay, you're really digging the hole here to where you can't defend what you're saying. Glenn, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't ask this as a, as a smart ass, but I'm serious. Yeah. What, what, what would you want him to do? What do you think he should be doing? I think he should be out there really talking about it and preaching that racism is wrong. And it, look, regardless of the environment you grew up in and thinking that one race or one set of people are better than the other, I mean, he should really be pre at the very least that. I think to take that platform, don't make excuses for it, but own what he did and explain to people that might have the same views or the same inclinations that quite frankly, it's not okay, you know? And maybe I'm passionate about this. My, my nephew is mixed race. You know, I see what he has to deal with in our community. Um, you know, I mean, as, as I hate to say this, growing up as a Jew, I mean, anti-Semitism still exists. Yeah, and right. I just think that to have someone that myself and everyone I know, you guys, that we all held in such high regard for 30 years, disappoint us in such a grand fashion, there's got to be something he can do to spread a better message and make a positive impact, not to undo what he did, but to try and counterbalance it with something meaningful. And then I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I it's hard to disagree. Think, uh, but... I, I, but I will say this. Terry Bollea picking up trash on the side of the I-4 doesn't do it for him. No, I'm not saying no, he has to do that. that. I think what Glenn is saying is something related to what Supposing he did. He doesn't really believe it. You want him out there spreading a message, something he may himself not believe? It's a tough that call, That racism man. is wrong? <laughs> if he, I'm not if, saying, how do we know? We don't, I'm, I know he's not racist, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like people being put in situations where they're that, forced. They're, they're not being authentic. They're not legitimately, I know he's sorry. There's no question he is. But I, I don't know what I'm looking to say. It's like, I don't want people in inauthentic positions talking, especially to the youth for that matter. When they're when they're just doing it because they're being told they need to do it. I think what yeah, Matt's right. I think what Matt's might be saying is Glenn, is it any worse? Is it any worse or better if he did go out and do some kind of speaking tour where he's verbally, you know, condemning you know racism and, and what have you, and, and maybe he truly means it, but we know how today's society are. Everybody's going to go, oh, he's just saying it because he has to say. It. You know, like it, it's almost like it, what's better off him trying to do that and then having to face the critics or just laying low and just being quiet. You know. <laughs> I, th I think that's an easy, I mean, I think it's an easy excuse for doing nothing. I think, look, if you're doing good, whether you believe it or not, but you're still doing good, like actual impact and change. I mean, I think that that, I don't know. To me, that, that can be a worthwhile trade. What are you Sorry, giggling I'm not, at? I'm not what are you giggling at, at, Mr. Giggles? It's just some, some of the stuff some of these guys are writing in the chat. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I don't think I don't. They don't, they don't like our AB, They don't like our ABC after school special moment here. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I kind of got off of wrestling here. But Matt, but, uh, Matt, like, okay, so take take a charity you're passionate about, right? So regardless of who, okay, providing it's not the second coming of Adolf Hitler or someone that's <laughs> murdered people or pulled a mule right. and pulled well, out. We, we have someone in the Hall of Fame who had a very uh, long wrestling career after they killed somebody. We have someone in the WWE Hall of Fame who's done stuff for WWE who was uh, convicted of rape. Um, you know, there's way worse stuff uh, that people don't get upset I just, about. 
I just, I don't know. Maybe I could take it out of the context when he's on that TV as Hulk Hogan, the wrestler. I don't know. I don't know why. Because he's my favorite of all time, and he did disappoint me. But at the same time, I don't want it to be that way anymore. I don't know. I'm just being honest. I don't know. I mean, straight up, dude, even if he didn't say what he said, seeing and even hearing part of that sex tape, it creeped me out. Oh, sex tape, I didn't give a shit about whatsoever. No, I don't give a shit about that. These comments were from that tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, that to me was kind of like, oh, Hulk Hogan. I mean, I don't know. I think he became kind of a caricature of himself in later years anyhow. But here's here's the real underlying message about this as a fan of the current WWE product and fan of the current roster. What's the, forget the controversy. People said, oh, Hogan always put himself over at the expense of other wrestlers. Hogan always had to have control, yada, yada, yada. If he comes back now, whether he wants to or not, he's going to be the story at the expense of every other wrestler on that card. He's going to be the thing everyone's talking about. People are going to be talking about this controversy, and it's going to soak up all the oxygen and I, I hurt hate to the say, current talent. I hate to say it. After three weeks, no. Four weeks, five weeks, no. No. That's the society we live in, in my opinion. Look at that. Look at our president. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, but notice the a... WWE doesn't mention our president, and he's a Hall of Famer. So there is a precedent. <laughs> All right. The WWE is smart enough. Rod, stop being a, a wuss. This is what people want to hear. No, there's, they're a business. And look, I don't own stock in the company. I kicked myself for not buying it when it was at $15 a share three years ago because it's What's... at 37 now. Wow. Um, but if I'm a WWE stockholder and I want to see their business do well, I say, yeah, you know what? They're smart to not mention Trump. And I wouldn't mention Hogan. And I would probably take any of these other Hall of Fame guys that there might be skeletons out there. And let's not celebrate them or put them on TV because we're running a business here and a business needs to be profitable. It needs to be moving forward. And why do we keep stepping in shit and having these self-inflicted wounds? I, I got nothing, I got nothing I, for I, that. Hey, I, 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 Hey, look, last, last thing. And then uh, one last thing. I, I, want to say <laughs> before. I, love, I love uncomfortable rock. <laughs> this is my favorite. No, look, I just don't, I, you know, I think Hogan will be back one day for something. <laughs> yes. Whether it's will, inducting someone will. in the Hall of Fame, I just don't see any I point of bringing him back with all the stuff they're going to get. You cannot tell the WWE story without Hulk Hogan. No, you can't. And, and, they, has to come and, and he's no he longer raced from their video package. Like, he's back in. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they'll start including him in DVD releases and interviewing him for DVDs and network specials and stuff like that. Uh, but coming back in a ring, I don't know if they do that again. And I don't see why you need to do it because no, kind of to Glenn's mean, point, it just takes, right. you know, whether it's for a promo, you know, doing the Su- Susan Komen stuff that he did a couple of years ago where he would, you know, introduce the. Well, King. I'll tell you why, because when his music hits, people go absolutely bonkers just for that one moment, one time. I could see that. Maybe a dark segment, but I, I think there's too much, uh, too much now. Uh, wanted to congratulate uh, MLW. They got a national TV deal um, that they uh, announced. ML, Major League Wrestling, uh, run by Court Bauer in Orlando. Oh, cool! Yeah, they uh, they'll be awesome. a part of BN Sports Friday Night Fury Fight Block uh, starting April twentieth um, at eight PM Eastern. Replay airing at eleven PM. So do, let's, uh, let's, awesome. let's clear let's clear that up. How can I? I live in I live in Florida. How can I watch that? Where do I watch it on? So I got I got to look into where BN Sports is uh, is broadcast. I'm not sure if we it's need, on. We need to direct people to this. Anytime somebody gets an opportunity, wrestling company wise, to get on TV, we all need to support it. Absolutely, and they they've had a great buzz lately. Um, their shows have been uh, really hot. Good. Uh, you know, they've been having some great matches. I'm going to be talking to Shane Strickland from MLW, who's a, a part of their upcoming show uh, tomorrow, and that interview will be going up. 
Um, and I t recently talked to Jeff Jarrett. He talked about Daniel Bryan coming back. Uh, if he had his uh, eye on Daniel Bryan when he was in TNA, uh, a bunch of stuff. Of course, and, yeah. of course he said, yeah. <laughs> right. But he also, I mean, he said what we all said. Like, no one thought he was going to be this gigantic star like he right. was, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's coming up this week. That's a big interview. That's a good get. Hey Jeff, uh, I've interviewed him many times in the past. He's always, uh, he's always, he's always good. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, well, I feel like we covered a lot tonight. Solve some of the world's problems. Solve some of the WWE's problems. Um, before we take it home here, uh, Justin Labar, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, at Justin Labar on Twitter. Just want to give a shout if you're going to be in New Orleans. WrestleMania week on WrestleMania Day, my annual Mania pre-party, 1 to 3 p.m. at Spirits on Bourbon. Tommy Dreamer, Mr. Ken Anderson, Noel Foley, uh, free to get in, free Q&A, $20 meet and greet for each of them. Or there's uh, six VIPs available where you get to have lunch with Noel, uh, among many other perks in that get. So I hope I see everybody on Bourbon Street on April 8th. And I will be in New Orleans from Thursday to Saturday, so I'll, I'll probably be sporting the Wrestling Inc. shirt. So if you see me, come say hi. Start chanting, Mister Raj. Mister Raj. Raj <laughs> yeah. Nice, uh, Matt. BP uh, Matt Morgan. What do you got? Yeah, uh, Instagram, Twitter at BP Matt Morgan. Also, guys on Facebook. Uh, I don't talk a lot about my politics and what I'm doing here in Longwood very much on the show. Go on my Facebook page. It's 100% about that stuff and what I'm doing to improve my city here. Medical marijuana dispensaries, a lot of forward thinking that this ancient city has not even thought of doing in years. Me and the other commissioners have done a really good job. Check it out. It's at Matt Morgan for Longwood. Matt Morgan for Longwood. And uh, follow me and like the page, please. Thanks, guys. All awesome. Right. I, of course, am at Glenn Rubinson on Twitter. Would appreciate a follow. And yes, if you enjoy my... Uh my views. Oh, you'll get more of it on my Twitter account. We'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern to talk about SmackDown Live. And yeah, till next time, folks, take care. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.